There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel and USA Network. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode six of the event series, The Purge. Okay, first, guys, I'm really, I'm going to apologize about my scratchy voice. And second, oh my god. Yeah. This was crazy. So I'm loving, though, that the storylines are converging and we're seeing all sorts of just insane stuff happening. Right. And obviously we'll talk about it when we get to the various pieces, but some things I think think you were dead on about early on when we were talking about the series so right we'll get there but give us some ratings news all right episode six brought in a 0.39 in adults 18 to 49 with 1.008 million viewers making it the seventh overall cable show for the day and we have some live plus three ratings for episode three it tied for 13th in adults 18 to 49, going from a 0.5 to a 0.9 for an increase of 125%. Nice. Yeah. So I'm getting the feeling that this isn't going to be just an event series. There's so many stories to tell, so we may get a whole lot more. Yeah. We're already over halfway through and we're still averaging a million viewers a night. So it's good. Yeah. All right. Now, sci-fi, it never seems to hit, like, the top 100. I don't no, know why. Top 150. I don't know either. And actually, I'm not 100% sure episode 6 even aired, because that's it, where I recorded it. Yeah. And I didn't have it. I had to watch it on USA.com. Oh, wow. Yeah. I swear it's on sci-fi for my DVR, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Unless it... They moved it up a night or showed it afterwards because it's been set to record. And But, of course, mm. with as much rain and storms as we've had down here, it very easily could have knocked the cable out and just didn't record. Yeah. Well, TV. yeah, I don't know. Now that you say that, I may have watched on USA On Demand. Who knows? All right. Why don't we jump into episode six? I can't believe it's already episode six and we only have a couple more. That's right. The Forgotten. Joe remembers the past. Miguel confronts Henry. Jane learns a dark truth about David Riker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, at least we get more information on our masked man, though. Yes. That was great. And, I mean, everything was about this episode was great. It was. Let's start with Miguel and Penelope. And we see that Henry has gotten Miguel chained up directly across from Penelope. He's got two witches to burn now. Of course, Miguel attempts to convince Henry to kill him and let Penelope go, but Henry's just not buying any of that. He's just, he's on cloud nine because he's got both of them. You know what? 
He was going on and on. You knew something was going to happen. Oh, absolutely. Especially when he's like, no, 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 because I'm going to hurt you. And then I'm going to basically take her. He's like, I'm going to rape her right in front of you. You're going to enjoy it. It's like, oh, God, you know you're going to die. I kept thinking it was still going to be the guy who Miguel knew somehow is going to end up in there and help him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Henry. Oh no no the uh the other marine. Oh, yeah, his marine friend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Henry even goes as far as to point out the similarities between the purge and the military. Shouldn't have said that. Yeah, yeah I don't think so, dude. And just before Henry cuts out Miguel's eye, Miguel manages to headbutt him and knock him out. He was monologuing. Yeah. <laughs> Classic villain mistake. Yes. Right up within head reach. Right? You should know if if (laughs) it's so similar to the military, you should keep at least an arm's length, if not more, away from him. Oh, that guy's not trained. No, he's not. He's an idiot. (laughs) And so Miguel manages to free himself and kill Henry with his handcuffs. Oh, yeah. That was pretty messed up. I was like, oh, I thought Penelope was going to beg Miguel not to. Right. Because at first she kind of starts like, oh, my God, no. And I'm like, are you really begging for the life of the guy who tried to kill you and your brother? Right. Because you won't be able to live in that town for the rest of your life if he doesn't kill Henry. Right. And, of course, he's able to get the keys, unlock his cuffs, and unlock Penelope's Cuffs and the two attempt to flee from the Carnival of Flesh. Now, of course, before they get too very far closer to the exit, Rex spots them and sends a group of guards to go get them. Now, this is what I was talking about. Because they're trying to evade and blend in. And suddenly, there's another one of the girls that were from the same cult as Penelope. Yep. And she's like, Pat. Cattle barn. Yeah. So... They've come back around to give another offering. So I do think that you're right. The leader is getting paid. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like that's right there. It's like that should have raised red flags for at least the other girl. Like, oh, my God, wait, you're here. I was here. Oh, God, what's happening? Yeah. This is not what we were told. No. And unfortunately, that poor girl, she's a goner. Yeah. Sorry, honey. Miguel and Penelope have to get out of there. And they did it so well. Yeah. Because they hide in, like, all these dead bodies. Because you see them, like, pull the bags, dead bodies over them. It's like, what? Yep. That was impressive. It was great because Miguel's kind of trying to figure out a way. And Penelope tells him, no, let's go this way. I've got a plan. I can do this. And then it's back to Miguel again, having to get him out of there. Once Rex spots them. It was interesting, though. Yep. Bring down part of the tent and sneak into the dead body disposal Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what you'd call it. Bring out your dead. But yeah, it worked out. It sure did. So at least they've gotten out of the carnival. We'll see if they can... Stay safe for a couple more hours. Stay safe for the rest of the purge night. I'm thinking not. Yeah, I don't know. We still got too much time. Yeah, because we don't know what time it is, though, right Right. now. Yeah, if it's only been a couple hours or if it's been four hours or six. Right. Let's 
find out what kind of trouble Jane's gotten herself into. Oh my God. After I watched this, I'm texting Steve and I'm like, Jane's an idiot. <laughs> and all he can send back was, yep. yep. <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah. Because she wanders through David's place until she finally finds him. And at first, David seemed to be hospitable and unalarmed, even though Jane admits to sending an assassin to killing. Like, eh, no big deal. Right. Except some of the things he said. Yeah. And when all of a sudden you hear, do you really think the board would have put you in my spot, though? And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is not going to end well for Jane. Nope. So, of course, David wants to show Jane some of his artwork. Yeah, uh-huh. What else are you going to show her? And David takes Jane around his house. Right. It's more like a multi-story mansion. Yeah, there was a lot of freaking rooms. Yeah. Jane starts to sense that something is wrong and decides to flee, but she's not able to get out to the door, and she heads into another room where she finds the assassin laying dead in a tub. Yeah, that kind of surprised me. I really wasn't thinking that she would have been killed off, at least not there. Especially when David's, like, taunting her. Oh, you sent a woman to do a man's job. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. David is a piece of work. And so he takes Jane and reveals to her that he hosts a special art gallery where women are tied up. Oh, yes. But listen, they can get out alive because it's all over the clothes. There's no penetration. All they have to do is be quiet. Wow. Yeah. Of course, his freaking line about his dad saying, no blacks and no broads. Oh, God. So, you know, this guy's a throwback to... Uh, so far back. Yeah. And then the girl who we've seen hugged David, and he was there, but she was participating. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, you know, she cooperates. That's why she got the corner office. I'm like, oh, my God. I want her to burn this place to the ground now. Right. But and then we don't know what's going to happen because... No. All of a sudden. From bad to worse, as Jane wants to leave, but nah, you're not going anywhere. As she's grabbed by two of David's security guards. Really makes me wonder what they're going to do. Right. I have a feeling she's going to be chained up like the rest of the women. I feel like somehow she's going to reach out to those matron saints. Let's hope so. I feel like she has to, right? Yeah. Being chained up, I don't know how she's going to get a call to him. I guess we'll find out. Yep. Not looking good for... I mean, right now, Miguel and Penelope have a better chance of surviving the night than Jane does right now. True. So let's check in with Rick and Jenna as we see the pair running through the streets after fleeing the Stanton estate. And as they're getting within blocks of their home... They get chased by a pair of women wearing clown masks on skateboards. Oh, and taunting them. I can't even remember what they were yes. saying, but it's like, oh my God, just yeah, run. They were picking on Rick real bad. I guess the house, thankfully, wasn't that far away from the Stanton estate. No, though it sure seemed like it was, well, we don't know how long they've been running, running to get out to their house. I mean, because cab ride to the Stanton seemed to take a lot longer than their run 
back, so. Well, I mean, I can see that if it was like one-way streets and everything. Right. Yeah, because you can run anyway. Yeah. So maybe. But also, when they're running to the house and he's trying to open up the gate with his phone, you see the neighbor, the one that they were like, oh, if we did purge, he's sitting there like laughing at them. Right. Hoping that the, the girls on the skateboards catch him. I'm like, oh my God, what kind of people are these? Yeah. Even people that aren't out purging are wishing that people would get purged. Right. But they do manage to get in and in safe and sound and locked down again. And of course, Rick confronts Jenna over her lingering feelings for Lila, which of course reminds Jenna to see if Lila's all right. So she calls her. You're not really proven to Rick that, uh, He's the most important thing in your world when he mentions Lila and you get on the phone immediately and call to see if she's okay. I was really surprised, like, the way they were acting, because all I keep thinking is Rick still has that knife. What's he going to do? And it it just felt like he was about to turn on his wife. Oh, no. And, of course, they get into some real knockdown, drag-out fights, which Jenna uses the... Rick's drive and motivation with the NFFA and find out that, yeah, apparently Rick grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, shall we say, and doesn't want their child to grow up like he did. And Jenna says, well, it's that or we're over. You either become the old Rick or I'm out, basically. And I get that because she fell in love with one person and he's just changing She doesn't want him to turn into Stanton. No, not when they're about to have a child. Right. Especially a girl. And later that night, Rick apologizes for his earlier behavior. And Jenna calls Lila again. And somebody has picked up her phone and tells Jenna that Lila is dead. I was surprised. I was 100% buying it because it wasn't the made that knew Jenna would probably be trying to get a hold of Lila. So just some guy picking up her phone and saying she's dead. Well, that could be anybody in that building, you know, in the Stanton house at this point in time. That's true. But I was surprised that that happened. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So, of course, Jenna informs Rick of the news and they share a hug. And then we hear banging and all kinds of racket at the door. Oh, guess who made it? Covered in blood, though. Yeah, she was a bloody mess and had people on her backside. So we'll see how this ends. Right, because... Lila will get in or will she be killed on their porch? Right, because they were, of course, super surprised. And it's like, uh, how close is anybody? Right, what do we do? And you know Rick is not going to want to open that door and Jenna is going to demand it. Mm Mm-hmm. So even though they kind of made up, it doesn't look like it's going to last real long. I guess we'll see. Yeah. So they could end up putting themselves at risk by opening the door. So we shall see. But tonight's flashback is brought to you by the Masked Stranger. Which we finally are getting information, which this is where I said it was interesting because we're getting things converging. Right. But before we get there. (laughs) Yeah. We find out the mass stranger's name is Joe. He was once a successful foreman with a good job 
and his sick father by his side. And as flashbacks later reveal, Joe is ignored, manipulated, and underappreciated by the management of the company, which causes him to slip into a depression, especially after his plant closes down. Because, yeah, Joe was a pretty beloved foreman of the people that at least worked under him. Yeah. He basically said, hey, if we complete this job today, I'm buying the rounds tonight. And sure enough, they got the job done early. And so you think people liked him. Now, apparently he wasn't real lucky in love because it kind of felt like he had been divorced and was trying to start dating again. And we find out that, yeah, he had a date and he got stood up. So you kind of go, you can see how his life was going pretty decent. And then they, they closed the company down. Well, they didn't close the company down. They locked the employees out because they were sending the jobs elsewhere. And that kind of definitely started it as he also begins to day drink. And we seem sitting there just flipping through channels. Until he finds the pro-purge motivation that he's been listening to. Which was weird, because (laughs) like you said, how it kind of came back around earlier in, I think, the last episode, it didn't sound necessarily pro-purge. Right. Yeah, there are parts of it that doesn't sound pro-purge, but I guess you needed to hear what was before what we actually heard to know for sure what he was talking about. Because you right. just got it, just this one little clip, and we see what Joe's doing. So we go, oh, well, this isn't a pro-purge, this is an anti-purge. Well, no, not really. <laughs> hmm, this is weird. Yeah. It's just like, is it the same person? Did they change their mind? What is going on? Right, and you would think, okay, he seemed to be a good guy, and then he fell into this depression. So is this vigilante move a way for him to do something that he can feel good about himself because apparently he hasn't found another job i mean what they which is weird because the stats like i can't remember which movie it was talking about it originally said that like unemployment is basically non-existent right and the economy is doing great well then if unemployment's non-existent why are these guys not working right I was confused. Yeah. That That apparently is the word of the day for me. Right. Okay. But keep going because I want to talk about the converging of (laughs) storylines. Right. I'm excited. Yeah. Joe's night is not over as he looks at this app on his phone, which reveals that the next person who needs to be saved is Jane. Huh? Where is that coming from? Does he know her? He can't. There's just no way. So I don't know where this information is coming from. I guess there's got to be probably, I'd almost speculate that it might be a police dispatcher that's got access to all these security cameras on the streets. And it's just, as soon as they see something going on, they're putting that out there that, oh, this person needs help. Hmm. I mean, it could be an organized, almost an organized vigilante division. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And this is this app is just a way to help the others know where to go to try to help these people. Hmm. I wonder if that's what we'll actually see. 
Yeah, it'd be really interesting to find out if that actually is, because we're on episode six. Are we really going to get that deep? I mean, we still got to wrap up these stories. Now, of course, if Joe can get in there and somehow save Jane, that's going to be huge, because David's mansion there is quite the fortress, but we thought the Stanton's was too, and look what happened to it. That's true. So, who knows? I definitely would love to see him go around with David and put a beat down on him. I kind of want the matron states there just because I want all those guys branded. Oh, yeah. yeah and that, that woman. It would be nice if they both showed up at the same time and helped each other get in. And like, I was told this woman needs help. And they could be like, hey, we know her. Yep. Let's do this. And yeah, brand everybody in that room. Right. So, yeah, another very nice episode. It was crazy. Yes, crazy good. And now I'm like, come on, next episode. Hurry. Okay. Well, what did you guys think about the show? We want to hear your thoughts on it. Give us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y. Go over to our website, fangirlzone.com, and you can find our contacts page, and you can shoot us a message on Twitter or Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Like we're, We're everywhere. You can send it directly to Steve or I, and that way we will know how you feel about the show, too. And I know there's a lot of people watching it, and a lot of people were very surprised about the way that this actually caught them. Right. So I know Steve and I were, too. We weren't sure what to expect. Yeah. So let us know how you feel. And, of course, while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on, good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And, oh my gosh, so for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirl-S. And I'm Steve. The meteor came and they didn't even tell us to duck. And until next time.